All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Many people have heard of salary sacrifice, and many people currently salary sacrifice. Today, I wanted to talk about the topic to those that may not actually understand what it is or how it works, or those that probably do it at the moment and don't really know why they do it. So, Salary sacrifice is an arrangement with your employer where you give up some of your salary in exchange for your employer contributing more money into superannuation. Now, at the moment, your employer is, if you're working as an employee, your employer is most likely contributing into your superannuation. This is called standard superannuation guarantee. So this is the, the minimum that an employer has to put in. Um, which at the moment is 10%, but again, it depends on when you're listening to this episode because it is planned to increase every financial year for a period of time. So by requesting this, what essentially happens is your after-tax pay reduces, so what goes into your bank account is less, and what goes into your superannuation is higher. So many people don't actually understand how it actually works or whether they should do it. And it is a question that I get asked a lot as a financial advisor. Hey, should I salary sacrifice? Or hey, I've been salary sacrificing for a while. Should I keep doing it or should I stop doing it? Now, there is no simple answer because each person's situation is completely different. And this is why it helps to have a financial advisor and someone that can guide you because it should form part of an overall strategy. For example, the need to salary sacrifice if you're age 20 years old, for example, and you've got all these other goals that you want to work towards is going to be very different to somebody that's 60 years old, for example, and is staring down the barrel of retirement. Saying that, there are advantages and disadvantages on both sides of that spectrum as well. First of all, it will most likely reduce your personal income tax. So anything that is contributed into superannuation is taxed at a rate of 15%. Now, it depends on what your personal tax rate is at that time, but there is a chance that you'll be saving tax, essentially paying less tax by doing it, by salary sacrificing. The other thing as well is that it helps you save. It's it's essentially, it's like a, I'm not going to say a forced retire, a forced savings plan, but it's a way of saving money without realizing that you're doing it. Because by putting money into superannuation, it's going into an account that you cannot access until a certain age, which has its disadvantages, which I'll get to in a moment as well. But to a lot of people, they do like the ability to put money somewhere where they can't touch it, knowing that it's for retirement. And even if they're tempted to touch it, they can't, even if they wanted to. The other thing as well is when the money is in superannuation, it's got a reduced um, investment earnings tax. So instead of, again, having an investment in your personal name that's being taxed at your personal marginal tax rate, inside superannuation, it's taxed at a maximum of 15% as far as capital gains tax is concerned. And this actually reduces to effectively 10% if the asset is owned for longer than 12 months before it's sold. So 
this can be, again, potentially a lot less than the tax rate that you would be paying if you had an investment held in your personal name. Another benefit as well is that it could be a way to help cover the cost of insurance premiums or fees that are coming out of superannuation. And by salary sacrificing, you're essentially putting money into superannuation in a tax-effective way to help offset some of those premiums or fees that are coming out. So these are some of the benefits of salary sacrifice into superannuation. You could probably see that a lot of it is around the tax side of things. But to many, again, it's also about the way to save for retirement without being tempted on accessing that money. The other advantage as well is you can potentially take advantage of the first home saver super scheme. And this is if you are eligible to apply for it um, and to take part in it. Essentially, the way it works is you can access some of these voluntary contributions that have been put into your superannuation. So there are rules around it, and I do recommend that you contact me or your financial advisor to talk about it. But again, this can be a way to save up for a house deposit. And to take part in this scheme, you normally have to be, or you have to be aged over 18 to essentially withdraw the money, but you can start contributing when you're younger. Um, You need to be buying or building your first home um, and planning to live in the home for at least six months within a year of you being able to move in. And that has to be within the first 12 months of you owning it. Um, There are some other eligibility criteria and some exclusions and et cetera. So I do recommend that you contact the Australian tax office or you you check out their website for more information on that as well. Now, just to go through some of the disadvantages of salary sacrificing into superannuation. So the first one is the contribution tax itself. So while it's only taxed at 15%, Depending on your income, if you're a low-income earner, there's a chance that that 15% could be higher than what you're currently paying. The other thing as well is once the money's in superannuation, it's there. It's, it's locked up. It's, it's, you can't access it until you meet a condition of release. And generally speaking, a condition of release, you know, can, there are a few of them, but one of them could be financial hardship, which is not as straightforward as it sounds. There is compassionate grounds you have to retire or meet a preservation age. And again, you can look up the tax office website for more information on accessing superannuation and meeting a condition of release. But essentially, it's not that straightforward just taking the money straight. It's not as simple as just taking the money out of superannuation. And this can be an issue potentially for somebody that is in their 20s and 30s and has decades until retirement if they've put money away that they potentially need. And again, this goes back to what I said at the start, of this episode that it really should form part of an overall financial planning strategy as to whether you contribute money into superannuation because there are pros and cons and you need to make sure that it is a measured approach. And I'm not ruling out contributing money into superannuation when you're a teenager or in your 20s or even 30s. But what I'm saying is that it needs to form part of an overall strategy just to make sure that you don't look back five years later and regret doing it. The third thing as well is fees. So when money is in superannuation, you are charged fees on that balance from the superannuation fund. Compared to if that money was just sitting in your bank account, you wouldn't be paying any fees on it at all, obviously, apart from a monthly account keeping fee for the account itself. But you wouldn't be paying a percentage-based fee or anything like that. So um, while your money in superannuation, an advantage is that if it's invested 
um, you would assume and you would hope that it's going to be growing over time. The disadvantages are the fees that you'd be paying on that money. The other thing as well is that you need to look at your contribution limits as to how much you can actually contribute into superannuation. Um, Again, it depends on when you're listening to this episode, but there are limits as to how much you can contribute before tax and after tax. This is why it helps, again, talk to your financial advisor to discuss this as well to make sure that you're not potentially going to be hitting that contribution cap. The other big disadvantage that I can think about as well is the tax that would be paid on the money in the the event of someone's death. Now, if the money isn't being paid to a cis-dependent, so somebody that is either a spouse, child, um, or a financial dependent, and again, you can look look up the tax office website for these definitions. If it's not being paid to a dependent under the CIS Act, then there is a chance that that person is going to be paying tax on that benefit as well from superannuation when you die and your money gets passed on to your beneficiaries. So again, this is where it depends on a person's particular situation, their age, and where their family circumstance around them as well as to whether this could potentially be an issue. So as you can tell, it's not a straightforward question as to whether somebody should salary sacrifice or not. Um, There are other ways of putting money into superannuation. Um, There is a low-income super tax offset from the government. There are government co-contributions. There is um, a way to contribute money into superannuation if you are selling your house, again, depending on your eligibility and your age and a few other things. But this can be one of the ways to boost your superannuation in a tax-effective manner. And again, it really forms part of the overall strategy. As a financial advisor, when we look at these situations and we talk to people about their financial circumstance, we look at their goals, we look at their situation financially, we look at their cash flow, we look at whether somebody can afford to sell or sacrifice into superannuation, we, we look at what the opportunity cost is going to be if they do it. Is the money better off somewhere else? Is it better off doing something else? Is it better off being directed towards another investment? Now, nobody has a crystal ball, but as a financial advisor, our job is to look at a situation and weigh up the advantages and disadvantages and to help you make an informed decision. One last thing to note as well is depending on who your employer is and what agreement you're under, sometimes your employer will actually match part of your superannuation contributions as well. So it is worthwhile talking to your employer to see what arrangements are available for that as well and to see if there are any other advantages from your employer's perspective for you to salary sacrifice into superannuation. So I hope today has helped. It's um, Again, it's not a straightforward question, um, but it is quite a exciting topic, well, for me to talk about anyway. And um, I do encourage you to talk to your financial advisor and to look into the pros and cons to understand if you should be salary sacrificing into superannuation. Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.